Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Eminen, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Hardman, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Carlo Pagulian, Salvador LaRocca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, and Mitch Breitweiser's Ultimate Spider-Man. And ladies and gentlemen, and our non-binary pals, it's a new era. It is a new day. Yes, it is. For the Ultimate Spider-Man comic. We are kicking things off the era of Spider-Man. Peter Parker is in the past. Welcome, long live Miles Morales. This week we are covering Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 1 of the Miles Morales era. Uh, written by Brent, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by uh, Sarah Pacelli. And uh, gentlemen... We are in a brand new era. I am joined by the only two men who I would trust to pick up my legacy when I tragically die too young fighting all of my terrible, terrible enemies. First off, he's the only man who I believe truly can wear my costume, even if it is in poor taste, is Jacob Brown. God damn it. I was just going to say that's poor taste. That is poor taste still. <laughs> it, it's You know what? It's okay. I get it. And he is the man with all the Legos, whether we respect them or not. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. What's up, my dangers? <laughs> What's up, my dangers? <laughs> it's like just bordering on offensive. And I really appreciate that. From you. It's just it's just the border. It walks it's right up to the line. Walks, walks right, on right the line. up to the line. You're like staring right at it. Walks right on the line. But we are covering uh, volume one of Miles Morales' run Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. This is issues one through five. Just so you know, listener, in case you read the wrong book, it is not Miles Morales' Spider-Man, nor is it Miles Morales' The Ultimate Spider-Man. It is just Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, volume one, just happens to have Miles Morales on the cover. The, well, it's the Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, volume two, volume uh, issue one. J- J- the... You know. The naming it's conventions of this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, okay? this has to stop. Listen, Legacy numbering is a blight upon all of our houses. Dare you? No, it's not. <laughs> don't when blame it's like Legacy this. What I yeah, have to differentiate: Ultimate Comics Spider-Man and Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Like, it's what Ultimate are we Comics doing? Spider-Man Volume Two. That's oh man, no. Nah. No, yeah, no. And then nah, I'm like reading nah, the like nah. ultimate comic, ultimate comic Spider-Man Ultimate Collection, and I'm just like, what is going on here? You're like, who is these people? Who is they? What am I reading we, right now? Listen, we know whose they is right from the first page. I kind of hate it. Can I just say <laughs> I kind of hate it? Let's dive into this. Uh, Chapter one of the brand new era of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Where do we start? Of course, with ya boy, Norman Osborn. I don't get this. Like, it makes me, it makes me almost physically want to enact violence. Yeah. Here's the thing. I I have left him behind. The universe timeline is super messy. 
it's super messy. This doesn't make any sense. I am yeah. I'm angry about this. Yeah. Can I tell you? <laughs> I, last last week, last week was the ultimate catharsis for many of you listeners who have been badgering me about the circles for the entirety <laughs> of this season of the podcast. That was for you. Last week was for you. And I was like, you know what? I survived this. I can survive anything. And then I come back this week. And he's still there. <laughs> it's because yeah. he's important to the story. What? I mean, like, he created I, the 42. I mean, yeah. he's, he created the double zero and he created the 42. I can't There's wait all... for I can't wait for that 42 week uh, event. 42 from 42. Marvel. Oh, boy. Oh, Mark Way. Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. It'd be great. Mm, Grant Morrison's it's... return to the Marvel Universe. Oh, I'd be so happy. Oh, I'd be thrilled. It's his answer to life, the universe, and everything. That's what it is. Mm, 42. Mm-hmm. Four, two. This, I don't like that they... I, I know that this makes sense for like what we did with Peter Parker and the fact that Norman is like the, the full circle with, with Peter, but I don't, I don't like this being for like Miles because unless Norman's coming back from the dead and he's going to be like our main villain for, for Miles this time, I just don't um i i get he's not yeah he's not let me go ahead and tell you that right now he's not thank god this is setting up that he (laughs) he is the uh i mean he's he's the The progenitor that's all it is okay good but you know what's you know what's the most offensive thing the thing i can't stand about this the most is stupid goblin hook nose i hate (laughs) it i don't know why it bothers the shit out of me yeah It's, it's really prominent it's yeah. pretty specific. Yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. It's pretty specific. Because this version of Norman actually turns into a goblin. I don't want to see a goblin in his face. Granted, th- this is very Willem Dafoe has just a goblin face. Yes. I get it. Yes. But he puts Yeah, but it's mask. hot with Willem Dafoe. It's You're different. right. You're right. Yeah. And this Norman doesn't have the waves, so he's automatically C-list. He's automatically Z-tier. That's what I'm saying. So we see uh, Norman toying around with Spider number 42. Norman's on his bullshit. Like, Norman's always on his bullshit. He, <laughs> I, I hate science Norman. And the <laughs> He's still on his bullshit. Just, oh, blah, 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 blah. Science is the future. And blah, blah, blah. Like, man, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I am the science man. Like, goddamn. Like, Norman Osborn, the science guy, dude. Talking about, you know, Athena and shit like that. It's gross. And Athena's words are right. I took a a mythology class in in college. I took philosophy as an elective for one semester. Man, this motherfucker came in, read a Percy Jackson book, and then is talking to everybody. (laughs) He's just like, oh, well, you know, the Greek gods. <laughs> this man, this man spent one spent his spring break playing Hades on the Switch and was like, "I'm an expert." That's on exactly Greek mythology. <laughs> like, man, shut up. Hades is the villain of the story. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Oh, really? I did not know that." What an <laughs> asshole! <laughs> uh, so we do see, however, that Spider Number Forty Two gets out of his box. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that won't, you know, come into play ever. 
Uh, we do get the big old Daily Bugle front page. Norman Osborn is the Green Goblin. Controversial industrialist is, is revealed to be a genetically altered monster now in the custody of S.H.I.E.L.D. Again, reporting by Frederick Foswell, who he's should dead. be dead. He's dead! Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Unless it's a pen name. Point, he should not be. No. Because this is 11 months. This is the stupid 11 oh, months. Oh, yeah. And this... it's before Norman freaks out at the beginning of the first volume. It's Yeah, it's before. Yeah, it? you're right. Yeah, it has to be. be. This no, is no, right no. after he finds out that Peter has spider powers. And is going around to Spider-Man like it. But that's isn't the, that after? None of that makes sense. None of it. But makes isn't sense. that after the King, the first Kingpin, Kingpin stuff? Yeah. No. Isn't it? Not? I thought it was. I thought it no, because the first Kingpin stuff is the second story. Yeah, but oh. he isn't oh. outed Norman as the Green story. Goblin until the second Goblin story, isn't he? I, I mean, they never really outed him in the public anyway, right? Like until until they like, obviously way, did until, until like way, 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 way later. But it doesn't make sense in the context of Oz, the company still existing because Oz, the company and him being there is done at the end of the first volume of Ultimate Spider-Man. It's when he goes to give himself powers. But I feel like this and then that's the end of Oz. This newspaper clipping like, is from later sorry, on oi. from this scene. Oi. <laughs> oi. Sorry. But I thought it seems like this newspaper clipping is from later after this scene. It has so to I just be. It, none of it makes sense. But then why is Frederick Foswell? <laughs> none anyway, of it makes sense. We're gonna in move the on. First place. We're gonna it's move on to current day. It's his son. Let's just accept that. F Frederick Foswell Jr. Yes. Yeah, there you go. FF2. FF Jr. FF2. FF Jr. coming to Nick Jr. I'd watch that. Coming to Disney XD. I'd watch that. Uh, we see in the ruins of Oi. Look at this. Look at this beautiful, dilapidated Oi sign. I love it. This Isn't is it peak comic book art. Oi. Someone needs <laughs> someone needs to take this just this panel and just put the that cinema meme to it. I love it. Uh, we do I see that in the ruins of Oi, a uh, a thief is uh, prowling about. Oh, this is the it's the leaper. It's the leaper. It's Batrock. It's, it's the conquistador. It's always Batrock. Listen, it's leapfrog. It's and, machete. And, whoa, you saying he's about to rib it and rip it? He's about to rib it and rip it. <laughs> yes. Listen, first off, this design for the Prowler is the fucking coolest. It's great. It's it's secondly, it is second only the to the Spider-Verse Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second, anytime the Prowler is moving around, all I hear in my head is like the musical cues for a... Uh, for uh, uh, it's from it's always sunny. The musical episode when they oh, oh I have Man never Cometh. seen always sunny. Oh, Wait. cool. Okay, so you should watch the musical episode Nightman Cometh. It's like the best episode. Oh God! But <laughs> there's for the Nightman. There's this musical cue of like dun 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 dun, and that's <laughs> all I hear anytime I see the Prowler doing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Because I'm like, that's a perfect prowling kind of like music. So, so do you think, like he said, I'm going to wear my contacts in because I'm going to scare him. I'm going to go for scary. I'm going to go for scary. It's like, stop, stop. And people are like laughing and it's just like, stop, stop laughing at me. So we see the prowler is there to hack into the vault and clearly 
this uh, this vault they just did not care about because it is stock full of cash and a little red box. And we don't know what's in the little red box except that a it little glows. red box. A little red box. It's a, a little, little red box. box. It's a mm, little red box, babe. Yeah. Uh, we also see though that spider number forty two is still still hopping about and it hops into his bag. Mm-hmm. We cut Crawls to Brooklyn, on New the York. prowler's leg and he doesn't notice that. Like a pharaoh? It's you know, it, he, he wears really thick socks. Maybe. He's Maybe. wearing really thick sneakers. Maybe. Or sneaking. Ah. Uh, we cut to Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> where we are introduced to Miles Morales, a sweet baby boy, a sweet God, baby he's, boy. He's, he's, he's really much young. younger than yeah. he's depicted in every other yes. adaptation. Yes, yeah. and I have a problem with every other adaptation because of it. Because this <laughs> yeah. is better. Yeah. He's like he's 11. what, like twelve? He's like twelve yeah. or thirteen. Yeah, yeah. He's a kid. Yeah, he is a spider boy. And that's way better. Yeah. Spider boy. He is in middle school, which I kind of love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this, again, we've spoken about it before. This is your kid-friendly Spider-Man. Peter can be the adult Uh Spider-Man. This is your hip, young Mm Spider-Man. Well, he would be, you know, if they made that character any kind of special anymore. Anyway. You're right. You're right. But he does have the exaggerated swagger. You can tell. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> hey, y'all remember that? Y'all remember that review from IGN? I yeah. do. Oh, God. Uh, so we have the, it's basically, he is there with his parents, and they are there for a lottery, which I think is despicable. Yeah, I think this is, this is really just in poor taste. Yeah. They are opening the door to the Brooklyn Visions Academy. Uh, which is allowing three seats into its prestigious organization. And the way you get in there, not by test scores, not by merit, it's by a lottery for the poor. <laughs> and I think it's highly problematic. It personally. is, yes. but that's yeah. very fucking real. It's very yeah. fucking real. And that's what sucks about it. That's this... what sucks. The, the, the bit where he's looking at all the other kids that have lost is like yeah. hard. I I fucking yeah. that hard. <laughs> Cuz he gets uh, he gets the last spot out of the 3. Uh and I love his dad like I would be his dad. Here, yeah. I would be Jefferson where he's sitting there just like this is, this is insane. This is a waste of a goddamn day. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're fucking sitting here. Can we go now? Like this is awful. Oh. <laughs> the 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 funny thing about this 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 moment in this comic is actually it, it the this uh, this reminds me of an episode in um, uh, Atlanta in the 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 third season in the most recent season where like there's uh-huh. something about this that happens it's it's in black and white where like this these people uh, the, what are these people uh, the they select like the students people mm-hmm. I didn't mean it like that mm-hmm. the students <laughs> no I know ex- I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean Malcolm the, the so episode? this this rich like benefactor comes to this school. And uh, Ed yeah. says, okay, I'm, you know, I, I've had a lot of success. You know, I used to be a student at the school. I've had a lot of success. So I'm going to pay full college rides, full college rides and give you guys money. And everyone stands up and, and everyone cheers. stands up and cheers and is so excited. And he says to all the black students at the school. And, 
and all of Black Suits and score like, oh yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> oh shit. And then they hold like auditions in yes. front of this guy, the whole school, no. to prove you're black. Now. Yeah. To prove what? <laughs> to prove they're black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is a, so good. And so great... this like half black kid like goes to the panel and he's like the main character for the episode. Yeah. And he, he's pretty much not embraced the black part of his culture. He's like pretty whitewashed. He's he's pretty yeah. he's, and that's he's, just the whole thing for the preppy. Huh. It's it's so good. It's well, really now good. I'm gonna have to watch Always it's... Sunny and Atlanta. So oh, you should watch so Atlanta in general. Atlanta is yeah. the best show I've know. heard nothing it but really good things. is it, it genuinely is Atlanta is like if rappers meet Twin Peaks. That's basically yes. what it is. Yes. Yeah. That, that is, is an incredible that is incredible a perfect because it. it is so surreal. It is so surreal. It's tough sometimes to watch because yeah. you're just like, oh my God, am I still watching this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric, you'll fall in love with it by the time you get to the Justin Bieber episode. That's oh when you like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm about this. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll check back and see how I, yeah. uh, see how I feel about it. But I was yeah, about so Teddy Perkins. Miles gets the oh, third, uh, third spot with specifically number 42. He was 42. number 42 in the little uh, little ball cage. And you know what that means? He gets to pick dinner, kid. Hell yeah. <laughs> we cut to past the dinner. At least go somewhere classy like Waffle House. Come on. I, oh, Come well, on, Jacob. I mean, I'm sorry. In Brooklyn, there ain't no Waffle Houses. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Where would he go, Malcolm, as a Brooklynite? Uh, shoot. I don't know. I don't even know what's there anymore. Uh, it's probably some place called Bethany's. Bethany's like Bethany's Euro Asian fusion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking gentrification of the place. Yeah, it's probably Bethany's or you know Tiffany's, but not that Tiffany's. Yeah, not that Tiffany's. It's specifically called Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's except it's only open for dinner. Yeah, but Tiffany is spelled T Y F F F A N I E I E. Yeah. So Miles goes to visit his uncle Aaron, who is just fly as hell. The best character in the Ultimate Universe, maybe. Just, I love the combination track jacket fedora look. Yeah, he's got he's going. He's Snoop Dogg, classic uncle. He's he's if Snoop Dogg was your uncle. <laughs> yes, yes, that's absolutely true. At this time, during when so, this comic came out, yeah, yeah. Miles goes to visit his uncle to tell him about what happened. He got into this place, but he's not not excited about it. He's not excited about getting into this charter school because he didn't earn. He feels like he didn't earn it. Um, But Aaron's still really excited for him. So he's like, I'm going to go get you a popsicle. Uh, Miles sits down on his couch. And that's when the 42 spider climbs out of Aaron's bag, revealing him as the prowler. Mm-hmm. It then just walks its happy ass across the couch over to him, right on his hand. And then we get one of the most iconic panels in all of Miles Morales comics. Him getting the bite and him just looking at like, just, oh, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I, I have to say, I kind of love the, the Spider-Verse version of this more. Where uh, it's just this really dramatic up. bite. You zoom into his veins and everything, the DNA changing, and he just goes, 
smacks the spider and it falls off. I think that's funnier, but <laughs> but this is truer to the original spider bite for Peter. So he yeah. gets the bite, he throws it off of him, his hand starts to shake, he falls back and passes out, foaming at the mouth. He then it's wakes up. Scary. Yeah. He's an eleven year old kid. <laughs> right. Just having it foaming at the mouth and everything. Oh boy. And so he wakes up. Uh, Aaron has nursed him back to health, and Jefferson Davis busts in through the door, uh-huh. just like the Kool Aid Man, busting uh-huh. through <laughs> what the this hell wall you do? here. <laughs> oh yeah, this... what the hell did you do? <laughs> and uh, you can tell immediately that Jefferson and uh, and Aaron are not on good terms, and this is going to be a running theme for a good long while, and so. Uh, Jefferson and Aaron just continue to argue. There's obviously a lot of deep-seated issues between the two of them. And suddenly they turn around and Miles is gone. Miles has uh, run away. So Jefferson goes out into the street calling for him. And then Miles watches his father walk right by him as he's like telling him, hey, I'm right here, I'm right here. But Jefferson just walks by. And that's when Miles realizes he got camouflage. What? Which brings us to chapter two. We see Miles running, just absolutely full breakneck speed down the sidewalk. Uh, we have your classic two guys carrying a large TV that was in every 90s movie. Go check yep. out uh, Brink, one of yep. the unsung heroes yes. of the 90s. This yes. shot is... is- <laughs> Yes. I mean, this is literally right out of Brink. This <laughs> is out, right out of Brink. Brink is one of the best Disney Channel original movies ever. Period. I, I don't know. I could I could I could say the same thing about Johnny Tsunami. Actually. Uh Johnny Tsunami is the best <laughs> Disney Channel original <laughs> okay. movie. Okay. Now we all right. Touche. Bruh. You won. Yeah, you yeah. What's better than Johnny Tsunami? Tell me. Smart House. Xenon. Xenon is a clear number two. What? Smart House is one. Smart me. House, fucking Smart rock. House is up there for sure. Smart House, rock. Johnny Tsunami is the best. It's that. It's the... obviously the color of friendship. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. obviously the best. Yeah. You know what? I like that the... one. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think best and most important are two different categories. <laughs> so uh, we'll agree to disagree. Wait, I gotta say, uh, the 13th year is my movie because that made me gay as hell. That, that <laughs> you know what? Uh, really, I did. can't argue with that. Yeah, that was. Like, and you know what? Honestly, Luck of the Irish was very instrumental yeah. in me uh, as a child. God, I was I like, the Disney I Channel can be short and play basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoiler alert for uh, for Eric Kazana year one. I could not. Be short and play basketball. <laughs> Spoiler for issue three. That's canon. I could not. I could not play basketball. That's canon. It's the opposite of the Amazing Spider-Man scene where he plays basketball. <laughs> it's it's absolutely the, the exact opposite. opposite of that. It's like it's him awesome. doing the jump to dunk it. It was me, but missing the ba- missing the bottom of the net by about three feet. Yeah, I was gonna say. Then it just cuts to Miles just slapping the spider off his hand. <laughs> I was the spider in that in that moment. <laughs> So anyway, getting back to the comic, we went, Jacob has a hard time out and we are just doing all of the <laughs> hard segues. It's so good. So anyway, uh, Miles Morales pulls a brink and leaps over this uh, this TV. And so I said to the guy, to you never read the book, yet you go online and talk about it as if, I mean, as if 
it's 2022 and you're going on twitter huh i think that's a evergreen criticism yep (laughs) you can throw in literally any comic uh but miles runs away as soon as people notice him and he doesn't seem to have control over the camouflage though it's like it seems to come to him in times of deep stress and duress Uh, i do love the random guy who just sees the uh sees the kid just disappear in the middle of the street and just goes i hate this city like he's giving (laughs) mad that lady from peter's neighborhood like i hate like i'm moving Mm -hmm. i see Mm -hmm. i see one single superhero i'm moving Mm -hmm. with his half-life beanie yep yeah what an asshole (laughs) <laughs> so Miles starts walking down the street and he comes upon Sid from Toy Story in his teenage years. <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Look at his beanie. Look at his beanie. Oh my god. You're right. Uh and You're garbage Sid, man now. I just Sid I just is... thought it was Bobby Drake since he's kind of wearing a do-rag. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. <clears throat> Cause he's specifically wearing a beanie on top of a do-rag, which is a double do-rag. offense. Right. You're right. And also, only like... Sid would perpetrate that he's hard as fuck with his like dung beetle like tattoo over yeah, on the yeah what is that is, what it, is that you know yeah. what honestly he's probably a blue beetle fan oh he, re- he reads he reads cc comics he's a black beetle fan oh, oh so he's, oh, he's a young justice fan he's a young okay. justice fan yeah, i get it I, that makes sense okay that makes sense uh, so Sid tries to steal uh Miles's lunch money. Miles gives him a little <laughs> little zap zap. Well Tase hey. Don't tase me, bro. And <laughs> that's, that's what that junk was. It's like that, that sensor bar. He just went instead of saying fuck, he just went, Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> uh you could say that uh this was a stop and frisk that did not go the way of the uh white oppressor. Nope. And <laughs> This is the one. This is the one. <laughs> the one. The one, the How about one only. <clears throat> How about that? Uh, Miles Morales, an acting change. Uh, <laughs> so he zaps this kid and then just hightails it out of there. Where he comes to find uh, his best friend, Gonke Lee. I love Gonke. Is that how you say it? I have said it four different times, four different ways all across this podcast right now it's gonke maybe it's gonky maybe it's gonk maybe it's gank who knows i thought it was gank maybe it's gonk droid i don't interest there's all kinds of different (laughs) pronunciations someone will correct me if someone listener if you know the legitimate way to pronounce this email us at geekexplained pod let me know that's the thing i'm I'm mad that they don't name him in the animated movie, like at all. I'm hoping. I I thought that that would clear this up because that tends to just be the way that things are pronounced once the movie comes out. Exactly. I was hoping that that would clear this up. Yeah. Like I was really surprised in the Daredevil show to know that uh, his name is actually pronounced Wilson Feisk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's how it is. Just who knew? Also, you know, like if they did call him Ganky, he would be into pot. I would think that, like, you know, he'd be dank, uh, dank, yeah, dank, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, also, also specifically, uh, he clearly has been watching She-Hulk because he's got the Leapfrog shirt. Love it. So good, the Frog Man. Love it. Oh man, Frog Man. I need this shirt. As as an same as another Asian American. 
I need this shirt. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So ribbon and rip it. Look, look at us. It's 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 me and Malcolm. It's me and Malcolm. It's us. Just yeah. Comic book form. Honestly, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's uh, us. So uh, I'm the pile of Legos. That's what it is. <laughs> you don't want to be the pile of Legos in this scene. Yeah, uh, that's my life, really. It's just going to explode, dude. Legos Miles right is just like, yo, like shit is crazy. Let me show you something. And he takes this pirate ship, which obviously Genki has a hat. We're just going to go with Genki because Dank Gank is too good. Uh, <laughs> yes. Got that Dank Gank, dude. Dank Gank. Dank Gank. Dank Gank. Dank Gank. So uh, he takes his he can't like make the invisibility happen it's that classic like he can't do it on command mm-hmm. uh and then he just picks up his his pirate ship which genki has clearly spent a lot of time on and just zaps it and explodes it and genki is more pressed about like him destroying this pirate ship than him having powers but then like the two of them are just like this is incredible this is amazing i got bit by a spider like how does that work i don't know and so miles is able to turn invisible and then they are basically like okay this is insanely cool this is really freaking cool oh, i don't know how to handle this right now genki says it's cool that, that's miles what i'm saying genki think... says it's cool yeah and miles says i don't know how to handle this uh i don't want this ever i'm scared and i love it i love this moment where uh miles's parents come in and they're like i don't even know he was here in our house like just looking at genki i'm assuming yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like when did you get here yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so uh jefferson takes uh takes miles into the city and they sit down and they have a very frank conversation and i this conversation is very uh it has i don't know personally it spoke to me like this conversation really hit me Mm -hmm. yeah um because jefferson wants to have a talk with miles and he starts with why did you run away from me and miles is like you like you were freaking me out and he says have i ever hit you and miles says no but it and jefferson goes on to say it's like don't run away from me like i'm some kind of crazy person like i'm not I wasn't going to hit you. And Miles is like, it looks like you were going to hit Uncle Aaron. He's like, okay, yeah, granted that might have happened. But it's this it's this strange relationship that, you know, I won't I don't I don't want to speak as like a blanket term, but like that I had with my dad where it was like there is a certain amount like you obviously you hold your parents on a pedestal to a certain extent. And that means that when they do stuff that's kind of that might scare you or might uh intimidate you like you don't it's a fight or flight response and obviously you're going to pick flight and it's not i don't think at, at any point to express that jefferson is an abusive dad but you can see that the relationship that he has with miles isn't necessarily great and it spoke to me on a personal level because it's like jeffrey it doesn't and it doesn't seem like jefferson's a bad dad like he's scared for miles he was very emotional and he obviously doesn't have a good relationship with his brother but that has bled into his relationship with miles who does have a good relationship with his brother that's exactly it and i i really like that i really like the complexity of it 
Yeah. It's, it's spoilers. Nice. This is my favorite scene and not just the book, but it might be my favorite scene in like at least the first half of the run. Really? I, I, I love this scene so much because it, it it speaks to me in the exact same way. Uh, it's it's the, the, the complexity of having this relationship with your father and this relationship is built on half truths and you not realizing that it's built on half truths is really yeah. interesting. Uh, and then, you know, that's why they get into it of like, you know, Jefferson's like, listen, I, I never wanted to, I didn't know how to talk to you about this stuff, but yeah. I have a pass. I, I did some bad things. I went to jail. I went to jail with uncle Aaron. We did bad things together. And then I grew up and he didn't. Yeah. And I, that's why I don't want you to associate with him anymore. You know, and I, and I haven't told you this before, cause I don't know how to tell you this. This is my greatest shame. And that's clearly just bled into how he fathers his son you know is that he keeps him at arm's distance because he knows it's going to come out at some point you know he keeps tries to keep him away from his uncle because he knows this is going to come out at some point and doesn't want to do that and that's that's so honest and so interesting you know it's a yeah. very human thing and i think it's really rare to have this kind of a human moment in a comic especially in issue two of a comic we just yeah. met these characters. yeah we just met these characters and we already have an idea of like oh this is how the last like 12 years have been <laughs> and it's like i i feel like in classic or like at least in modern day like storytelling especially if you go if you talk about like a like a tv show or something like this conversation proceeds like jefferson dying because like you learn everything right. about him just in right. time for him to die exactly but i love like you said the the complexity and the fact that you know jefferson obviously has a an image of himself that he's trying to uphold he's trying to push back his past and he's trying to be something that he can be proud of and that he can set as, a, as an example for his son but in the idea of trying to build that he's focusing more on making himself look uh look idyllic instead of yeah. trying to be honest with his son and yeah. that causes them to be at odds um and I love this line he has too, where he says, you know, I'm not making excuses for myself. I'm telling you that I paid for my mistakes and I've spent every day of my life trying not to repeat them. There's good and bad in everyone. Anyone can be bad. It's easy. It's the easiest thing. But to stay focused, to live a good life, it's the hardest damn thing. And I love that. It's, 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 the, it's the great power, great responsibility without any of that yeah. pretext. Yeah. Have you guys read Preacher? <clears throat> Preacher? No, I've heard really good things though. Preacher no. has this really great moment uh, where it flashes back to Jesse with his dad when mm -hmm. he's young and Jesse's dad tells him like, listen, you got to be one of the good guys because there's so many other bad guys out there. So you have to be one of the good guys. And it's just, it's just that conversation, but just in a deeper way, which is really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Also, I've never, I've, this is also a different take for Jefferson to me because of like up until this point, um, I've only seen Jefferson as like the cop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Top it, cop. It, it, it pretty, much just, pretty yeah. much just top cop, you know? And yeah. just like, I, and this is the first time where I've seen him like actually be like Uncle Ben, where he yeah. looks yes. and with the glasses and like yeah. he's very much trying to mirror in Uncle Ben a lot. And yes. Yeah. But it's not I, like a... Henry's performance is great in that movie. Yeah. But I miss this Jefferson. But I this, don't think it's a wildly different version either. I no. don't think it's like th there is a lot of shared DNA between the two, between yeah. the two portrayals. 
But I, I think like. that's a different kind of story. Absolutely. Even if, if they have the same background. He serves a different purpose yeah. in the story. He, he serves a different purpose. That's a good sure. He's definitely poignant as being the, the more wiser uh, uh, like being more wiser in the story. Uh, well, so, in, so, in I terms mean, of looking enough, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's a lot less fallible in the movie. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, he like, he is. He's weirdly the beating heart of that movie, which is yes. strange. Yes, yeah. but so they get a quick moment where uh, our our two stooges fly by Johnny Storm and Bobby Drake and Bobby. Bobby. I am. um but the i think the conversation really like it ends well it ends nice however jefferson does make it clear that he has a disdain for superheroes which Mm -hmm. i can't see coming back at all and having any basis on the story Mm, this is a clue (laughs) it's a special it's a special tool we'll save for later (laughs) um that later that night, uh, Miles is sleeping in his bed, and we can tell that Miles is a good person. Why? He's got a thing toy. He's got a thing yep. plushie. Ben Grimm. Uh-huh. He's got a Ben Grimm wrestle buddy. Actually, <laughs> y'all remember wrestle buddies? I do. You're right. Uh, You're right. Miles gets a text from Genki, uh, who is based as fuck because he has Fin Fang Foom as his dude that's sigma male energy right there. <laughs> yes it is man that's some sigma male shit right there i saw that I was like, yo my guy my guy he knows genki is the awesome that's true <laughs> shit. and so he goes yo you're not a mutant you have chameleon like powers and like some spiders do and you have a venom strike like some spiders have and he's like what are you talking about and he says spider-man was bitten by a spider and the the look on miles's face where he's like fucking what <laughs> and then we get the link to an article by our boy Ben Urich mm. how Spider-Man became Spider-Man and we see Genki say sorry you're not a mutant but are you Spider-Man and we get a quick flash of Spider-Man clinging to a wall and I, I love that across these issues you get to see Miles powers develop one by one mm-hmm. it's very yeah. cool yeah. it's a good walkthrough and so miles thinks about it da, 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 climbs up onto the ceiling and he's just like oh no and i love that i love that response too it's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't want this he's such a good kid man he is Genki uh, breaks into his house again to uh, demand that he shows him <laughs> the powers, and he's and he's like he's physically grabbed him by he's like show me god damn it show me the shit and this is where you clearly see the MCU hijacked Genki yes. and made him Ned, which is yes. so frustrating, which yeah. fucking pisses me off because at that point just do Miles, god damn, just do Miles. It's yeah. fine. the whole characterization. Of no. Peter in the MCU is Miles. Yes, but why would they do that? Because you know you want a perfect little white kid instead of the perfect little black child. Four. Fuck off, everybody. Four. <laughs> it's fucking infuriating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Grinding My Gears with Malcolm <laughs> Russell Nelson. Oh boy, does it grind my. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does so... make up for it by wearing like the best shirt he could possibly wear. 
you're not the Howard the Duck the shirt. Howard the Duck shirt. Yes, specifically I mean, the barbarian barbarian version. The French <laughs> cover of that is fantastic. This this Genki is specifically Eric after he's met Jacob, and so Jacob correct is one with a shirt. <laughs> because J- Jacob's <laughs> love language is gifts, so he would absolutely yeah. get me a Howard like, the Duck shirt like, and a Howard the Duck shirt. Yeah. I, th- this is me early on finding out, wait a second, I can wear comic books as apparel? Oh my <laughs> god. Mm-hmm. And so exactly right. Miles climbs up to the ceiling to show Genki, and I do love in the video game that this was how he showed Peter that he had powers. Yeah. As a nice homage to this scene. Yeah, it's cool. But see, then Genki gives him a breakdown on like, why he's not a mutant he's like look mutants are born with a gene an x gene as we came to find out not the case not the case but uh but this is the the wider uh understanding also is genki a mutant because he has an x on his uh back pocket and as we know only mutants wear x's on their clothing well, if you read What If Miles Morales number two, written by John Ridley, you would happen to know that Genki Lee actually is Professor Xavier in that universe. So in some universes, yes, he <laughs> that is. That can't be true. That can't is. be true. I really hope Sorry, it is. spoilers for the end of that issue. Yeah, no, it, the What If Miles book where like he's a different like kind of superhero every issue. So like number two is him as Wolverine. And it ends with like Genki <laughs> as Professor Xavier for That's no incredible putting together the X Men. It's the worst. <laughs> that oh sucks. Now I need Jacob. Uh, what's his face from uh, from No Way Home? Jacob Yeah, now that he's bald, he just needs to be Professor X now. That's true. He is. Oh my he God. does love rocking the bald. That's yeah. true. And he is it's the CEO of Sex, according to Twitter. So. <laughs> is he really apparently according to twitter oh i should get some tips from him hang on uh so, <laughs> so at a certain point Genki's just like yo let's go to your uncle's and he's like i promised my dad he's like no offense to your dad but he's a lame ass and i'm like oh shit Ooh, dude, called him, oh dude, shit called him out they're so they're so like middle school i love yeah that. <laughs> uh, yeah like this is no offense to your dad but he's a lame ass he's a lame like, ass oh He's got mad unibrow energy, which I also appreciate like, as, a, as an that? Asian who constantly has to struggle with unibrow uh, syndrome. It's, it's wild. It's tough. Oh, man. It's tough for us out there. <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, they go to Aaron's apartment, but they find that it is empty. It has been cleared out. And Miles was just there yesterday. So they don't know what happened, but they do know that uh, something's up. On their walk back home, they see the uh, fire trucks and an ambulance fly by them, and Miles instantly runs towards danger, uh-huh. which I love. Are you saying that he he went to danger and asked, "What's up?" He did, in fact. What he asked, saying? "What's up, danger?" Interesting. Uh, actually, he he asked, "What's up, danger?" <laughs> 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 and they find your classic building on fire. Yeah, I love that. This is like a default thing in Spider-Man now. It's just yeah. like a building Miles on is, fire. Miles is like, I watch Spider-Man too. I can do this. <laughs> Seriously, like one, one and two. Yeah, that's right. One, the first because they have the parallel. Great writing. Yeah. Great, yeah. Writing. great writing. Great writing. Uh, so Spider-Man 
I mean Miles, immediately jumps. <laughs> I was about to recount Spider-Man one and two to you. Uh, yeah. Miles <laughs> you jumps. Help! Help! <laughs> My baby! My baby! You're pathetically predictable. <laughs> oh. Um, God, that oh, God. Jacob's too good. Jacob's too God, good. Like a so moth good. to the flame. Like a moth. What about my flame. generous proposal? Sorry, oh. Miles jumps out of his sneakers onto yeah, the does. building. Uh, and I, I love that he's got him tied by the laces around his belt loop. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Sick shit. Sick shit. I love that's it. Smart. Uh, this lady has classic white lady syndrome where she sees a uh, a colored person trying to help her she immediately says, ah, as... a Negro! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's what's happening right there. She's, she's like, oh my God, I'm, fire. I'm gonna die. And oh she looks out the God. window and this nice boy's like, hey, can I help you? Can I help you down? And she's like, ah, a Negro! <laughs> Officer, he lit the building on fire. Oh no! He tried to cop a feel. Like that's like that's this is New York all over. Oh my god, this is like a this is like a blazing saddles moment, real quick. Yeah, that's all. Miles recognizes that this could be a problem and just yeets this woman out the window. He says, "All right, Karen, get the fuck out of here." It's sick. And she lands on the little uh, the little mattress, safe and sound, and then makes his way into the building as the flames rage and takes just a second too long. Everyone gets worried. Very cinematic, which I really like. It's, it's that beat from the first Spider-Man movie with the woman like, like holding her hands. Yeah. Please, please. Miles shaking. bursts out of this window as the fire erupts, landing on the mattress with this little girl. Uh, hands her off. And she she gives us the the batman 2022 where she won't let go of him as yes. he's trying to hand her off yes uh, I, I love, love it. it i love it love that. also quick shout out sarah pichelli pichelli uh cinderella is wonderful <laughs> on art like this yeah. is the first time she is like the main artist yeah for this series and she she's really rushing it it's yeah, really it's, it's uh really can weird. i tell you my favorite art thing in this book and it's gonna sound ridiculous do it miles's hair is so perfect it get looks into it. get into so it perfect. explain it just look it just looks first off like that's an era appropriate cut the for this young too. black kid like yeah. the slight fade on the side like it is a very perfect yeah. appropriate cut it's boxed perfectly but it also just has this texture look to it where it looks yeah. like it feels like my hair it, it, it's incredible I, I when i first read the first issue of this i was like oh my god i can't believe how good his hair looks like <laughs> this has always been like a thing for me like his hair looks so good in this series it, yeah. and it continues throughout the artist like they got the right artist on this book in general um agreed we're we're, we're about to we're, we're close to getting to one of the greatest one of the greatest secret gems of artists in the history of the biz uh we're, we're very close to getting to him and so you'll see we see uh, a couple firefighters rock up to him and they're like dude how did you do that what's your name and he just like jumps away that's and his I love this. move is just a leap yeah <laughs> he is he's like my response always is to run away yeah he's and i love he jumps away and the one of the firefighters goes told you spider-man was black i Hell love yeah. it i Hell love yeah. it love it 
that's Hell actually yeah. my favorite part of this book which that's is just so like good because it reminds me of like electro from no way home which is just like uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the best like you live in queens i just assumed you were black <laughs> So Genki runs to try and find Miles and finds him uh, chucking up his guts in a uh, in an alleyway. And we see that even though he pulled off this heroic feat, he was scared out of his mind. And again, it kind of sells to us that this kid is a preteen. Yeah. Like yeah. he shouldn't be throwing himself into situations like this. No. And he tells Genki, he's like, there is already a Spider-Man doing all this stuff. And he loves what he's doing. Boy, was he wrong. Uh, but he's yeah. like, let him do that shit. Like, I'm not that guy. And he went all the way through to his Spider-Man No More very quickly across these three issues. Yeah. I love which that. I appreciate. Though. I appreciate yeah. the expediency. They're like, yeah. we're not wasting any time here. Nah. We know Jacob's on a hard out this week, so we got to make sure we get <laughs> exactly. all the story in. We got to keep the thing moving. Yeah, keep, keep going, man. So they keep get back to uh, get back to school where they find the orientation going on for the Brooklyn Visions Academy. Uh, they find their dorm where, thankfully, Miles and Genki get to be in the same dorm. Though, as you note in the third panel on this page, there are three bunks, mm-hmm. and very quickly they're introduced. To judge, judge who is their roommate, who is finally all three of us together. Jacob has arrived. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Jacob's got that good jacket. That's what I, I was going to say that is absolutely a Jacob jacket. That's a Jacob yeah. Brown jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a Jacob Brown jacket. That's a Jacob Brown original. And too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And so cool with our kid. trio here. Uh, the Brooklyn Visions Academy semester begins, and we get to see Miles fitting in, which is really fun. However, we do see that he is having nightmares. He has a nightmare about Electro, specifically, bursting into their dorm and killing him. Uh, we do see that it was, thankfully, a dream. However, the uh, stat- one of the staff comes into the room and says, everybody out of bed, emergency drill, we're going to the gym. Everybody goes to the gym. They say that, you know, we have a city mandated regulation emergency drill every time there's any sort of unusual superpowered activity in the city. They're like, we don't know what's happening, but there's some kind of superhero war zone happening on the Queensboro Bridge. You know that bridge that that one blonde white girl can't be seen here? <laughs> um, they say the news has reported that there have been some fatalities. I don't know all the details, but supposedly Spider Man has been shot. I love this cliffhanger. Yeah. I love this page. Which brings us to chapter four, where they're like, look, everybody calm down. Everything's going to be okay. And Miles immediately is just like, I need you to cover for me. And he bolts out of there. He pulls on his jacket, jeans, got a little backpack, and he just starts launching himself across the city. Quick side note. At this exact time when this is coming out in 2011, I had a jacket similar to that. Well, that's dope as hell. But it was red on top, and the red bits on his jacket were like dark gray. Ooh. It was a cool jacket. I love that jacket. Sick jacket. It made me feel like I was in Starfleet. Hell yeah. Yes. It's a sick jacket. Bring those back. 
Bring those back. Yeah, honestly, bring them back. Uh, then we cut over to Queens. And I, I, uh, I kind of love that the framing is Peter's Parker's last stand. Uh-huh. It doesn't give yeah. you the location. It's just like, this is the end. Yeah. And we see uh, Kelly's version of the events of Peter crushing Goblin with the truck before it explodes in his face as Miles is trying to make his way there. And we get that heartbreaking moment where Peter says goodbye as Miles is pushing through the crowd and he gets up to the front just as Peter passes away. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And as Miles takes in everything, we get to see the aftermath. We get to see him sitting in his room with Genki, and Miles almost gives himself the power and responsibility speech. Yep. Because he blames himself for Peter dying. Uh He basically says, look, if I had just, you know, taken the call to action and been a hero, I could have saved him. He would have been alone. And Genki says, like, maybe you would have been killed too. Like, who knows? But it's clear that Miles blames himself, that he's like, and I, I, I love Genki's verbiage here. He's like, maybe this is what you were given the powers for. Maybe you're supposed to be Spider-Man now that we don't have any have one anymore. Maybe you're the Spider-Man in the on-deck circle, and now it's your turn. There must always be a Spider-Man. As Miles lifts up the hammer, but not in the way of that comic that was not very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah. Uh, we cut to the funeral of Peter Parker, where we see uh, that heartbreaking scene. From mm-hmm. last week, the fact that they make us live through it twice is really, I'm, it, I'm really upset. I, yeah. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> yeah. And as we see that scene unfold, we see Miles watching it, and then as as the as the scene with the little girl ends, Miles calls out to someone as they're making their way into the funeral. Who does he call out to? side of the tracks i'm gonna be honest i was kind of sad because i didn't know if we were gonna get any more of her mm. uh yeah. so if this is the last we see of her then we'll fight well it's we'll, a good fitting we'll end yeah it's a fitting, fitting end, uh god sarah pakelly draws a beautiful gwen stacy oh yeah draws beautiful people but especially she, every, yeah like, everyone's beautiful. especially oh. like women she has yeah i think it's great that yeah. side eye with uh, Gwen and Gwen looking at Miles is really. Oh good. yeah, the side eye is incredible. It's fucking yeah. incredible. He he asks like, "Why did he become Spider Man?" She walks away, and then in a fucking classic Gwen Stacy goes, "No, you don't fuck this guy," and turns around and marches uh-huh. back over. Uh, and- this is the same exact because she drew the issue where Gwen left the house. What was it? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 15? yeah. Fifteen. Is she fifteen? And you get like those panels that it's the same thing of like her walking out of the house with the backpack. It's yeah. the same exact pose. Same energy too. It is the same energy, same pose. Yes. Like I love it. He says because his uncle, the guy who raised him, died. Peter thought he died because even though he had these powers, he didn't do anything to help. At least that's the way Peter saw it. 
and his uncle told him these words words he lived by that with great power comes great responsibility okay <laughs> and Moss is like yeah but why do you wear a mask though it's like because he didn't need anyone to know who he was to be a hero and it looked fucking cool i i love that that's the impetus yeah like she, the, she's got real like amy adams and the fighter energy yes, <laughs> yes. 100 uh, in his corner <laughs> also just a wonderful movie just in general yeah, you get yeah. to see some incredibly thick boston accents yeah yeah from like christian bale and that yeah okay, yeah it, sure. that's why he deserved that oscar that he got yeah, yeah. christian that's bale playing movie. uncle aaron in that it, movie Fuck. Ooh, I mean, fuck. you're going to get a white guy to play Uncle Aaron. Like, that's who <laughs> like, Christian Bale's the only one who can lose himself in that role. Well, that makes it. sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. That's Without awesome. actually making himself like in blackface. Yeah. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone would be like, no, yeah, that's Uncle Aaron. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally Uncle Aaron. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of love that as much as I loved the scene in Spider Verse, and there's obviously, we're going to be comparing Spider Verse to a lot of this because they cover a lot of the same uh, content. But as much as I loved the heartfelt moment of like, it's up to you now from Mary Jane at the funeral Mm -hmm. and Miles being like, it's up to me. I kind of love that it's Gwen Stacy in this being like, because he's a fucking hero, bitch. Yep. Step up. Yep. And we see in the very next scene, Miles is drawing himself a Spider-Man costume. Yeah, he is. Which actually like from the sketch, if it was like, you know, tweaked and refined, Looks like kind of a dope costume. Yeah. 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 It's good. I love it. However, uh, Genki has other plans. He has gone to the Halloween store and gotten a Spider-Man costume and mask. It's a Halloween exclusive, as it says on the packaging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's his costume from last year. I love that bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, that cost $80. <laughs> like all that, that for real though like every time you go to a costume store and you try to like get like the full body costume of something it's like at least 60 bucks yeah yeah it's crazy expensive makes sense. i yeah. do want to say as well and i'm not shaming him but genki has obviously gained a lot of weight since last year because if he wore this and it fits miles perfectly or it's just a good stretchy costume maybe it is you're right yeah you're absolutely right that's i've always just assumed it was just a good stretchy costume yeah i mean but for 80 dollars, like I don't, I don't think that's enough stretchy material uh, in 2011 you know what you're right inflation has fucked that's over a lot of people in 11 that's the thing like yeah it would be like a 200 dollars costume now but yeah. back then yeah it'd be like uh, uh about 80 dollars. a cool 80 85 yeah. with shipping yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. Uh, but we then see Miles jumping around in that Spider-Man costume that we saw in Ultimate Fallout issue four. Hell yeah, with the saggy gloves. The, sa- the saggy I boots. love the saggy gloves and boots. I yeah, wish that it stuck cool. around. It's, it's great. Cool. <laughs> I love the knee pads. The knee pads too. Like, I think the knee pads are sick. I love that the mm-hmm. spider, like the red and black webs, like come off at the shoulder. Yeah, like it doesn't go all the way down. Like I, I love that you can design. see the end of the mask on yeah. top of the shirt yeah it doesn't and then blend we get in full the scene from ultimate fallout mm-hmm. with the kangaroo uh we also see the aftermath of that scene where there is an immediate daily bugle front page saying spider-man no more please <laughs> <laughs> 
And it starts off just with, it really wasn't bad taste, was the opinion of one of the dozens of New Yorkers who were witness to the calamitous <laughs> debut of a young man who took it upon himself to dress as Spider-Man and take to the night. I j- <laughs> and I love, Gonky is just like, maybe it wasn't bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think. Like, oh, think? <laughs> so good. Um, so uh. we then get a knock on the door because judge has been locked out and Genki has to go and like stall for a minute while uh miles scrambles up to his bed the teacher busts in as well and we see miles doing the classic amazing spider-man one thing where he's hiding underneath the covers yeah yeah maybe it's spider it's spider-man 2 yeah, Amazing Spider-Man yeah. too. Why are you so dirty? Like, I, I, was, I, was I was cleaning, cleaning the, chimney. the chimney. We don't have chimneys. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Incredible yeah. scene. 10 yeah. out of 10, no notes. Yeah. That movie <laughs> That's rules. That's a good scene in a really terrible movie. Yeah. You know what? If that's a terrible movie, Spider-Man 3 is a terrible movie. You're wrong. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is good. Which means Amazing Spider-Man 2 is good. I'm not going to make any sense. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we catch up with Miles on patrol once again. And we see that uh, he's trying to wrap his head around being a superhero. He isn't sure about the costume. He's like, but he's he's loving this idea of being Spider-Man. And he's loving the kind of the thrill that he gets from it. And he's all of a sudden feeling a buzz in his head. He's like, is it cancer? The spider can be cancer. <laughs> He's kicked right in the side of the head and dropped immediately on this roof as he comes face to face. With the girl in a league of her own. Ooh. Jessica Drew, the nice. spider woman. Very nice. I am so happy to see spider woman again hell yeah yeah like i missed her dearly and i'm so excited that she's going to be part of this book hell yeah didn't know we were going to get more of her you know like, i didn't either I thought, yeah I thought we were done. she is a part of the ultimates at this time Ooh. that's right that's right because she joined uh, up with shield yeah uh side note i just sent you guys this thing i follow this artist on twitter who uh has been doing like a bunch oh. of like redesigns and stuff. Mm. And this is like her like idea of like what the like new Avengers should be. And oh, as soon yeah. as I saw Jessica Drew Spider-Woman there, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> with, yes. with Patriot? White yeah, like, like I'd read this book. Wow. Oh, 100%. I would this read this book. So I'm just going to start actively campaigning that this actually happens. Yes. I love the to title happen. too, New Avengers. New Avengers. Yeah, I, I would totally read that book. Really good stuff. Because hey, hey Marvel, hey Marvel. Listen, listen, listen real close. Bring Eli Bradley back, you fucking assholes. <laughs> and pair him with everyone in this picture, specifically Jessica Drew Spider-Woman. Hey, you know what's a hot couple? Eli Bradley and Jessica Drew Spider-Woman. <laughs> yes. That's a hot couple. Yes. Also, I love, uh, I didn't know, I never knew that I needed this, but Jessica Drew and a Bob. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, so we see Jessica Drew is not happy. Spider Woman's like, "Who the fuck are you? I asked you a question, bitch. Like, <laughs> answer my goddamn question." And he's like, 
who am I? Who are you? Because <laughs> Spider Woman was not publicized as a superhero. She's been working nope. in the dark. Mm-hmm. And Miles tries to get away, but Jessica has been at this for some time. And she just finger poke of dooms his mask right off of his head. <laughs> Love it. And she's like, is this from a costume? Is this from a costume shop? You can't just do that. And it's, I, I just think it's really fun. Him covering his face with his hands while poking gives, out like through the two fingers. Mm-hmm. Like, Give me my, like, my mask. It gives me mad uh, vigilante from Peacemaker. Like, as long as I keep changing my facial expression, you can't oh, see. Yeah. You won't know what yeah. I actually look like. Yeah. <laughs> And so she she asks him where he got his spider powers. He's like, wait, what did you just do? And we see that she webbed the shit out of him. So good. He tries to hop away. Trip smacks his head on a satellite dish and is knocked the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. The only thing that would have made this better is if he instantly regenerated into the seventh doctor. It would have been incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been incredible. But the thing is, we couldn't the, get the same actor to, to like the replicate sixth that. Yeah, yeah. You that was get the, a great pull. Yeah, I was gonna say you couldn't get the you couldn't get the same actor to do it because they would have to whirl his face to make it. Yeah, put just him in a wig, a bunch of yeah. effects. Yeah, and effects and stuff like that. If he had he'd to sit up and say, actor. "Who am I? Change, my dear." And it seems not a moment too soon. Miles wakes up in a very familiar cell. This is the standard, we've got you and we don't trust you, but you're probably going to break out cell at S.H.I.E.L.D. at the Triskelion. And Miles comes face to face with the ultimates. Specifically, uh, Fury Nicholas J., Uh Iron Man, Hawkeye, Uh Uh and Uh Spider-Woman. I kind of like, I kind of dig this trio. Yeah. I dig it. I really, really do. Yeah, it's a good team. Uh, we find that they are trying to figure out, they're doing tests. They did some blood work. Um, they say that he's not a mutant. He's not, you know, he's not a clone or anything. Every Everybody has their own opinions on this, but Fury sends everybody out. And then he's, he talks to uh, to Miles. And I especially with the context of last week's issues i love this mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. goes another one another one yep and we kind of get the we kind of get the feeling that fury is now going to try and make good for failing peter parker by helping this kid yeah a second chance if you will yeah and he, you know, he asks him how he got his powers. He's trying to just talk to him like a human being. And he says that, you know, he he mentions, he's like, I know who your uncle is. Just then, we go to the Triskelion Medical Ward, where we see someone waking up from, it seems, some kind of uh, medically induced coma. And who is this person? Oh, it's just your boy, Electro. Who hates that his hair grew back so fast? Apparently, he hates that his hair grew back. Like he must have to shave so often because this isn't too long after you know. No, it's not. Where he was bald. I think 
I think Smooth he just like a Ken doll. I don't I don't think he shaves it. He just it just his electric powers just yeah, fries he just, his like, hair. Fries it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just like But he has so... to do that every at least once a day. To make yeah, sure like what the hell? <laughs> Wolfman Jack over here. <laughs> uh Fury reveals that uh reveals to Miles that his uncle is the prowler. And he's like, Look, okay, so your parents don't know about this we're going to need to figure out what to do with you. He's like, how many times have you gone out like this? He's like three times. And he's like, okay, we, you need more practice. And Fury mentions a new costume. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the lights shut off. We see that the Triskelion is under high alert. They throw it in a lockdown. Electro tries to escape and finds himself face to face with Iron Man. He's who... holding my, by the way, Fury's like holding Miles's hand during like, most of this like lockdown i don't know if you notice that and he's this, like come with me kid yeah exactly it does kind of just... look like that i can't tell if he actually is or not that's interesting yeah it, oh. like it, they cut back to it again and he's still like holding his hand because i guess he's, like... he still is a child exactly yeah, yeah. Like... so electro makes short work of all of the ultimates uh and find which is kind of wild it's yeah. wild yeah i feel like electro's power level like fluctuates depending on what they need to use him for in the story. Yes. Yeah. Cause he was yeah. not this strong last, last time we saw him. Nah, he yeah. got taken out like a bitch. <laughs> and then we get one of the coolest moments where, uh, Electro busts in Fury unloads some rounds into him doing nothing. Uh, Fury turns to miles and says, okay, you got to run and finds that miles isn't there. Electro's taunting, uh, Fury as this shipping container is slowly lifting up behind him. And I love the framing of it. I think it's so cool. And Fury's just like, huh. And then Miles chucks this shipping container straight at Electro. So sick. Who is immediately just like, no, I saw you die. This is bullshit. (laughs) Miles uh, actually is able to zap him with the Venom Blast, which I think is very notable. Very cool. Even in his electrified form, which short circuits him for a moment, just enough for Fury to get some rounds into Electro to put him down. Uh, we cut back to uh, the next day at back at Brooklyn Visions Academy. Uh, M- Miles and Genki are walking to school when they find Oof. Jessica. Looking hot. Yeah, just, like, that's a great outfit just, for her. Jessica's got some confidence. He does. Hip hop and everything, but she's all she's not there just to show off her impeccable fashion sense. She's got a suitcase for Miles. Hands it to him. Says, "Look, this isn't a joke to me or a kid's game. This is it's everything. You put that on, you make yourself a part of this. It means you're representing. It means you get it." Miles says, "I do." She's like, "Sorry, I got rough with you. This is just it's uncharted territory for me." And then walks off. Miles opens the suitcase to find a brand new Spider-Man costume. Miles Morales is officially Spider-Man. And I'm sorry, that's the perfect end to a perfect Spider-Man movie. Absolutely it is. Sorry, this should have been Spider-Verse. Sorry. I would have rather just If it wasn't Spider-Verse, then yes. (laughs) I would have just rather a Miles Morales movie. Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. I don't give a fuck. 
It's fine. It, it's fair. It's fair. It's it's a great story. It is. Yeah, it is. So as we're wrapping up uh, this week, gentlemen, what was your favorite part? And uh, do you have any final thoughts? We're going to go to Malcolm first. Uh, I already talked about my favorite part. It's it's that conversation with uh, with Jefferson in yeah. the park, man. Like that's that that speaks so hard to me. Um, just, it, it's just so honest. And for that to be such an honest conversation so early into the history of these characters or our history with these characters is really impressive. Um, I love this book, man. I, I love even with like the stupid continuity errors that don't make any sense. Like I, I love this book. I think it's such a different take on Spider-Man. It, it just works so perfectly. It's great. Hell yeah. Jacob. Uh, you know, like my only references for Miles genuinely have been like through the Spider-Verse and um, the moments he pops up in like the, the Spider-Man cartoons that they recently did with Disney and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, um, I've never read this far and I've never read this actually. I've never, uh, it, it was very refreshing and great to just um, hear Miles's like um, side of the story, uh, it, it especially you know different take on like from like the the PS4 games too, and like to see the original material. That, that was like the most refreshing thing to like do this. And my my favorite part was like uh, very much um, how uh, Jefferson is pretty much just Uncle Ben in this. I, I love how much he's just he he's not like the the hard nosed cop that he is in like he's portrayed in the other uh, other medias but uh he's very it looks like he's a retired cop that's what it looks like i kind of love that um uh, it, it's like if it's like if um danny glover was like uh, was like the father if you did this back in like in the in the early 90s or <laughs> he 80s wasn't or like, too old for this shit yeah exactly <laughs> exactly right um yeah this was this is a great take listeners just um get a chance because it's um this is where it all starts it's right here and it's great to see like jessica and like how how very i just told i told the other two that this is very much like lion king one and a half from like last (laughs) volume where it's just like miles is in the background of like all these poignant moments from peter parker's last stand and everything and i was just like you know did we even see Miles like in that last volume? Probably not drawn in there, but that's pretty fun to know that like he was there in the crowd. He, like if they do crowd shots and stuff, it'd be funny. Yeah. Like Miles is somewhere in there. Yeah, he's um, the uh, he's the Forrest Gump of the Marvel. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I completely yeah, I would go with that. But yeah, um, I I love this. This is great. Um, I can't wait to delve more into more of what um he goes as as he goes as spider-man hell yeah so uh i agree with both you guys uh this book was fantastic it's a great introduction of miles uh my favorite part genuinely is the gwen stacy stuff i love that character so much and it was great to get a send-off for her in this way i really really dug it um i hope maybe one day she'll find her way back into the book but i'm 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 okay with it if she never does. Um, so she's in France. She's you're in right. France. She's in France. Yeah, she's in France with uh, with Aunt May. Aunt May yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would Who she knows? come back to New York? There's no reason for it. So, uh, but that does it for this. But before we get into next week, uh, we've got some emails, which means uh, Malcolm. What time is it? <clears throat> Mail. 
last gasp from uh, from Malcolm. That was dramatic. Uh, <laughs> he was. I if want. He... I wanted to convey the Peter Parker's last stand. Ah, I see. Yes. Got it. Got it. Love it. Uh, if you want to be part of the Geek Explained book club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put mailbag in the subject header and we will read it on the show, specifically ultimate mailbag or book club mailbag. Uh, first off, a an email from Mike Cox. Uh, Mike sent in his email literally right after we finished recording last week. Oh, no kidding. So unfortunately, Mike, I'm sorry. this was... Uh, this was uh had to had to come on over but he wrote hey y'all with uh new york comic-con 2022 happening this weekend no last weekend we got the trailer for the curiously awaited super mario brothers movie everyone knows mario and how little of a plot there is when it comes to the games but obviously the bigger concern was with the casting of one peter Qu i mean chris pratt once a lovable loser on Parks and Recreation, now a very much disliked A-list celebrity. My question this week is, how do y'all feel about Chris Pratt's Mario voice, just being his normal voice with maybe a slightly stereotypical Italian accent throw in? Personally, I'm not a fan. Jack Black actually attempting a voice that sounds like it would belong to Bowser I'm here for, though. P.S. Sorry if this is a sensitive topic, Eric, since you're a voice actor. You know what, Mike? It is. Because... Yeah, there are dozens of people who could have had this role. You know what? Just give it to Charles Martinet, who Ex is the voice of Mario. Exactly. There's no Charles other Martinet. reason. He's been waiting for this opportunity for years. Years. And you just like straight up just snatch that away from him and like. Not you specifically, to... Mike. No, 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 of course not. But no, like, not you, Mike. But the people in charge like took it away from him and yeah. he could have had this great opportunity. I mean, the rest of the cast is stellar. Just, just so we can get mushroom palace. There we, we come. come. Oh, and it's not Fuck. even an Italian Fuck accent. That. He's doing like a New York, a really Fuck bad off. New York accent. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I'm here for uh, Carrie Payton as the Penguin King. I'm here for oh, yeah. Jack, Jack Black as Bowser. And honestly, yeah. uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, I thought was great. Keegan Michael Key's like such a great actor in general. Yes, I yes. think he he is like a good pick. Honestly, you could have gotten him as Mario. He'd be fine. I, I'm also right really proud to see Kevin Michael Richardson. Like hell, yeah, huge yes. major yes. Fan. top like billing like My top agree. billing for My a voice actor God. to be like that in a top billing with all those stars. Yeah, that, is, that makes me mad. Time. That makes me mad because Charles Marquette <laughs> could have been Mario if you're yeah. gonna do that shit. It's like, oh, yeah. what are you yeah. doing? Anyway, yeah. So that's how we feel <laughs> about that, Mike. Second best joke. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for writing in on that. Uh, we now have an email from Bry who writes in. Hello, uh, says, Hello, lovely folks. I've been loving your Ultimate Spider-Man special, especially with this recent episode of Death of Ultimate Spider-Man Fallout, and also Catherine Kitty Pride being paired with anyone is always a good time, except Peter Quill. Hard disagree, Bry, mm -hmm. but I I respect it. Yeah. She says, especially if it's with Peter or either of the Rasputin siblings. Hard agree with either of the Rasputin siblings. Uh, I think there's one clear choice. Absolutely. Kitty and magic forever, baby. Forever. In speaking of your praise for the costume of Ultimate Reed Richards, I hope the maker costume makes it into the MCU because that fucking costume is so raw. I hope it becomes his default costume, at least his helmet. So raw, dude. <laughs> I have three questions and would love your answers. We're going to rapid fire these. Uh, do you think the MCU should create their own ultimate continuity in which they can screw canon instead of leading up to Secret Wars? I would love to see that in spite of my hate for cameos as a plot point. I would love to see Eric Bana's Hulk make a cameo in a future film because I would be coming from the top. 
I don't know if I necessarily need to see Eric Bana's Hulk again. Um, but I think honestly, that's what they're trying to do with what if is trying yeah. to do their like fuck continuity. We're telling other stories. So yeah. that's probably where we're going to see it. I don't, I don't know if they're going to vo- devote films to it. Yeah. No, yeah. That's the only place we'll see miles in MCU. Woof. Oh, uh, question number two, a question for Eric. Where's the lot? You're not wrong. Do you have any hopes for Final Fantasy 16? Speaking from me as an FF Tactics fan to a presumably mainline FF fan, speaking of video games, are you excited for Tron Identity as it has been a long time for new Tron content since the unfortunate cancellation of the excellent Tron Uprising cartoon? First of all, yes, hyped for any Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16 looks like a return to old school Final Fantasy, which I'm in for. Do you guys have Final Fantasy thoughts? I don't know Uh, what that is. Love it. So for Tron... remake. Love it. So for Tron, uh, yes, Tron Uprising was an excellent cartoon that deserved more time in the sun. And I am going to be a day one purchaser of this new Tron game for sure. You goddamn right, baby. Uh, Number three. Is the significance of secret identities in conjunction with superhero identities always the thing that is essential to live action adaptations for you all personally it's super essential to my interpretations of these characters for example diana prince is the one i'm most disappointed with the dceu's depiction i always loved diana as a nurse in her golden age era in the brief time we got it because we don't get a lot of heroes in the medical field but also a greek woman who's also fighting in her civilian identity against the government implementing bad policies around abortion for women trans men and non-binary folk minorities access to health and trans health would be a super relevant story that could be explored in the future if we ever get a solo wonder woman movie movie again also i would love to see more stories that explore her side as a veteran as we often forget that she's a veteran who fought in world war ii side note i would love to see tom king penned a wonder woman book to explore her status as a veteran but also a foreigner and woman in the u.s military those intersections are are really great for a premise even explore steve trevor in that aspect you are speaking my language i love both of the other trinity members that tom king has uh, written so far i would love to see his take on wonder woman I think it'd be very interesting. I also love the idea of giving uh, Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman back her Diana Prince nurse, uh, nurse secret identity. identity. Yeah. For, primarily, I, honestly, because my mom uh, has been in the medical field for most of my life, and Wonder Woman is her favorite superhero. Hell so I yeah. think that would be sick as hell. And also to deal with some of the medical stuff and you know, socio-political stuff that gets involved in that, that we're seeing today. What do you guys think? I, uh, I do miss Diana Prince just in general, uh, in any context. I think that is really important. Uh, I, but I, I think that speaks to, and I have a larger spiel about the place of secret identities in modern comics and how it's been written out and, why that all traces back to uh, Alan Moore ruining comics. Um, but uh, I'll say that for another day. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think secret identities are tough for some reason in comics now, which really bums me out because me too. I love secret identities. I think that's an important part of the comic book mythos, an important part of making it, making it fantastic yeah. as opposed to making it a realistic thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I miss that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I would love that. I loved Diana Prince. Uh, there's, 
the post infinite crisis run where Diana Prince is working at like the government agency. Yeah. Uh, who's like tracking down metahumans and stuff. And I thought like that was super interesting. I was like, yeah. oh, and then they just don't do anything with very that. X factor in that early X factor. In that it's way. very like early X factor, which I was like, oh, that's a cool way to do Wonder Woman. Like that's yeah. just pretty. Um, and then they just do nothing with that. Also, for the Tom King thing, I would actually rather that he do a Steve Trevor book because I think he would have something oh, interesting. Really interesting to say oh. about Trevor specifically. That's a good point. Um, uh, 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 for that kind of Wonder Woman book, I mean, listen, I'll be honest. Get Greg Rucka back to tell me that story. I'm down for ooh, it. Ooh, ooh, I'm down that, for it. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Jacob, uh, any thoughts on that? No, I agree with Malcolm. The the way I kind of approach I the way I approach like the secret identities in in superheroes is a lot like Donald Blake and Thor, where it's just yes. like, does this character need and a secret identity, Thor, not really. But at the same time, it's kind of fun. It's not on Donald that. Blake. But then it said, no. Well, Donald Blake is great. He's there's nothing wrong with him. He's there's the nothing first, wrong uh, with paraplegic. Him. He's the first paraplegic uh, 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 superhero to like come, come anywhere. And Jacob, like seriously, that. go read Prey. Donald Blake is back, and he is yeah. just the same old guy. We've He's always just known. the same exact guy. Yeah. There's I, nothing new with him. Nothing, nothing new special, at all. Nothing yeah. fancy. Nope. No. I, Everything I, you loved about Donald Blake before, it's still yep. there. It's still there. Yeah. yeah. Same I, great Donald Blake flavor. I still, I still love it, but it, you know, like, but there's like, you know, there's certain One characters that pray. like, I, 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 I just said, I'll do it guys. Okay. Tweet hound on me <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I'm just, but the, I just don't, I, 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 I like secret identities too. And uh, uh, like for Spider-Man and everybody else, you know, it, it, it actually does make sense and stuff. And it, it, I love the drama of just like, it, it's nice to, get away from the drama of being a superhero yeah there's just it's just so high pace and action and everything like that and this coming down to like the regular drama that you deal with every day is kind of fun yeah but even though secretly it's just like i i have to go to fight doc ox or, <laughs> and i can't be stuck in line at the at the bank waiting for so and so to finish counting pennies yeah, yeah. no you're right all right next we have an email from adam stringfellow good brother adam writes in adam hey team Hope y'all are off to a good week so far. I'm just neck deep in work and homework assignments. I really need to get a life, LOL. For my question this week, I want to ask y'all this. Are there any comic book characters, whether hero or villain, that you would change or retcon if you had the chance to write them? Are there any ideas that you think could improve upon their characters or abilities if you had the chance to rewrite them? For example, a while back when talking to a close friend of mine, I told him I had an idea of making the Court of Owls into a white supremacist organization if I had the chance to rewrite them. Yes! Because they fucking are! (laughs) The reason being is that the Court of Owls already are established as an elitist organization in Gotham that pulls all the strings behind the scenes. I think that it's not much of a stretch to say that the Court are a bunch of racist white billionaires that want to establish supremacy in Gotham over centuries. So much so, this is the one that I thought was really cool, that they continue to even be a problem for Terry McGinnis some 30 years in the future from now. Plus, I also love the idea of Batman fighting and beating the shit out of white supremacy throughout his career. Would love to know y'all's opinion on this and talk to you soon. All the best and much more, Adam. Yeah, I'm into it. I love That's that why I don't like the Court of Owls, because they have to be inherently racist because it's a bunch of old white people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. It's, it's it the is. Illuminati. They're way, they yeah. literally wear white masks. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're giant. Ra- yes. 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 <laughs> That's the story. Yes. Ooh, Ooh, boy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I totally agree. I think it's, uh, I mean, 
yeah, I, I think that's that's a great read. And I think that there's something that could, there are a ton of stories you can tell that, especially if you do go the route that Terry's half Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing yeah. on that in like the Beyond mm-hmm. era would be super freaking, mm-hmm. super freaking cool. Um, Retcon that in now, like yeah. officially, and make them a big bad guy for Jace. Fuck, that's so good. That's oh, like so make, they're like, in New York. Yes, like make it that they're in oh. New York and they're specifically coming after him because you know he's he's the boy. He's the Dude, boy. I fucking love that. Like, th- do that now. Do I that love now. That shit. That's Hell yeah. And that's some shit that John Ridley would totally do. I feel you like love he that. let him do it, but I feel mm-hmm. like he would totally do that with that character. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um, for my idea, I mean, it's it's already gotten a lot of groundswell support. It just hasn't got been like turned into like canon canon, and that's on obviously just Terry being Asian. Um, yeah, hell yeah. It it makes all the sense of the world. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I like it a lot. I like that hell idea yeah. a whole lot. I love it. Uh, Jacob Benny, quick uh, rewrites or retcons for a character. Yeah, I'd get rid of Venom and never have it come up ever again. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. <laughs> any any form of symbiote or anything like that gone. Oh never, shit! Never gonna be done. Anyone who tries to bring it up, they're fired immediately. <laughs> and as for uh, as a as a quick aside, Adam, for your PS, feel free to reach out anytime. Totally okay. Yeah. Hell uh, yeah. Going over to uh, Jacob Goodhart. Goodhart. Uh, Jacob, Jacob writes in, "Hey, Geek Explained podcast. Thanks so much for sharing stories of your own moments of Parker Luck last episode. Honestly, felt kind of dumb, but dumb that happened. But you guys helped cheer me up. When Miles first came onto the scene, I wasn't sure if they were seriously going to have him stick around or if this would be a Scarlet Spider situation where he's here for a little mm. while, but Peter returns to reclaim the mantle from Whoa. him. And honestly, when I start, first started reading Miles, I didn't really think he was interesting since he was basically going through the same things as Peter did as Spider-Man. And in his normal life, we didn't seem to get a sense of who Miles was other than being a good kid. But thankfully, over time, he's gotten much better and has gotten more development from other writers. Also, I didn't consider Benjamin Percy writing Wolverine for long, but he was the one who made those audio stories, The Long Dark and The Lost Trail. Uh Go listen to those stories. They're fantastic. Uh, Richard Armitage is a great Wolverine. I'll have to check it out. I loved his Green Arrow run on Rebirth, so I'll have to read through it. Hell yeah. After Mm -hmm. I read Laura's run as Wolverine, which I just got really cheap. That's amazing. Congrats, dude. Hell yeah. Congratulations. It's the best run on Wolverine. He writes, I actually do have a question for you this week. If you could do one comic in the Ultimate Universe on any character, who would it be? I really like Jimmy Hudson, Wolverine's son in this universe, and I think it's it would be interesting to explore what someone who has a very normal life until his mutation would be as Wolverine. Logan and Laura were both forged into weapons, while Jimmy lo- lived an average life with two parents. That's a very different type of character, and I don't know if that's really ever explored. Thanks for being an amazing book club for 500 years, Jacob Goodhart. You've heard it to hear first. We have to be a book club for 500 years so that uh, we don't make Jacob look like a fool. Okay, Done. I appreciate it. But um, I mean, we've pitched it many times. Ultimate Doctor Strange yes. is yeah. is the pick for me. I mean, it's just the clearest untapped potential that could be taken. It's it's there's so much you can do with it. Uh, Jacob, do you have one? Yeah, uh, take that Superior Spider Man and put it in the Ultimate Spider Man. Hell that's, yeah! That's Hell yeah. more fitting for that than Hell it is yeah. in the actual main universe. That yeah. that makes way more sense to me. I would have read that, dude. Can you imagine in Miles, Peter comes back, but it's actually Doc Ock? Yes, Hell I yeah. can. I think totally we talked about this that. already. But we, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, we, we pitch, but that, that sounds... or him like raising a clone, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I'm about both of those. That'd be scary as fuck. <laughs> uh, Malcolm, you got a pitch? Yeah, uh, it would be Ultimate Captain America. Oh, um, but it would be, uh, I guess, technically the present, and it would be an Eli Bradley. Yeah, Eli Bradley would be Nick Fury's son. Interesting. Ooh. Top cop becomes super soldier. Yes, baby. I like That's that a lot. So good, yeah. Hell yeah. And then our final email comes from, I want to make sure I get this name correctly, Alberto Baroncelli. If I said that incorrectly, please let me know. I am so sorry. This one is very special, and I'm very excited about this. He writes, greetings from your late from your greatest friend. I'm going to start that again. Greetings from your greatest fan from Spaghetti Land or Lasagna Land. He is writing to us from Italy. Hey! 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 We are officially racist. a. <laughs> <laughs> this man, yeah, he's never going to write back. He's uh, never going to write back. No, um, we just lost him. Yeah. We are officially a global book club, which I am very excited about. Oh, That's yeah. so cool. That is cool. Hey, that uh, is Alberto cool. writes in I just wanted to let you know that your book club is keeping me in very good company when commuting. Love your voices and your content. What I love about the Ultimate Spider-Man run is the fact that status quo could actually be changed for real without too much decompression. That said, what do you think is a sweet spot for Spider-Man in general? On a scale between secondhand Tony Stark and broke-ass man-child, in my opinion, the <laughs> Insomniac-verse did a very good job, but I will always be partial to early 2000s high school teacher Peter Parker. Yeah. Thank you for your dedication. You guys are amazing. I'm going to butcher this. I'm just going to say it, though. Grazie mille, siete dei grandi. That's Just very that. bad, and I'm sorry. Grazie. Uh, grazie, grazie, Alberto, for writing in. Um, oh, my God. Rapid Fire, I love high school teacher Peter Parker. Same. Um, I, I love it. It's, I, I love late 20s, early 30s Peter. That's mm -hmm. me. Uh, Malcolm? I love late 20s, early 30s Peter. Uh, that's my shit, man. It's, uh, I, I think that's a great choice. Um, I do think that the Insomniac verse did a really good job. Agreed. Um, and I, I can't wait to see where that character goes, especially Same. given the events of the first Spider-Man game. I can't wait to see where that character goes. Jacob? Uh, I back up both of you. J. Michael Shavinsky's run of that is like one of my favorite times. I was also going to yeah. say... I was also going to say like the Roger Stern time with uh, the Hobgoblin yeah. is also my favorite. But, um, that's just a great era. Joe. That's just great a great era. era. Yeah. But I, but I also love Spider Girl. The 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 idea. Mm. Of uh, yeah, the MC two. Yeah, of mm. him just being retired and married to Aunt, yeah. and Mary Jane and just having her daughter, his daughter, be like the new Spider Man. I just love that. I just agree. Such. I just love the family aspect of that. It's very wholesome. Yeah, honestly, that. like renew your vows. I think is a great fuck yeah, yeah. great yeah. stuff. So uh, all th all three uh, Spider Man married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. S Spider Man can be married, or I, I prefer married, but he could just be older and, yeah. you know, totally have actual serious relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I, think th I think that's a good sweet spot because it's not like he has everything in order. Because let me tell you, um, broke ass man child can still be a teacher uh, yes. due yep. to the I abysmal the <laughs> pay of teachers in this country. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I think that's that's our answer for that. Alberto. 
Thank you so much for writing all the way from Italy. Uh, if you are a global, if you are an international listener to the book club, send us your emails. We want to yes. know if yes. you are listening to us from a different country, um, a different continent, like Alberto is like, let us know. We love getting that feedback. We love to know that we're able to make your commute even just a little bit better. Uh, so thank you to everyone who wrote in that is going to wrap up for this week. Real quick, next week, we've got Volume 2 of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man continuing on the story, and the synopsis goes like this. Mm. The next chapter in the saga of Miles Morales starts here as New York feels the sting of the new Ultimate Scorpion. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. Oof. Meanwhile, still discovering the limits of his skills and powers, Miles must learn how to be a hero from Peter Parker. What? Mm. Uh, plus... Mm. News of the new Spider-Man has finally spread to some familiar characters. Is Miles' secret out? And what does Miles' uncle Aaron, a.k.a. the Prowler, have planned for his nephew's new powers? Mm. Oh, we're going to see. That is, uh, that's a spicy <laughs> meatball. Yeah. Uh, some shit is about to go down, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so I have it in my, uh, in my thing as six through 12, but I'm seeing on the synopsis that I'm reading at six through 10. Malcolm, you've read this. You want to weigh in on that? Uh, let me double check. Cause I think six through 12 is probably a better. Yeah. Six through 12 is better. Cool. So we'll do six through 12 next week. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going down. I am yes, very it's, excited. It's uh, we're going to get, Maybe he's a new Ultimate Scorpion. Maybe he's an older Ultimate Scorpion. Who knows? Mm. More clues? More clones? Maybe? Who knows? Mm. We still don't know where he is. Yeah. We don't know where he is. Well, they were, uh, 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 I thought S.H.I.E.L.D. had them, but... Um, well, they but did, they but remember they had the Triskelion breakout. Yeah, we escaped. haven't heard anything about him since. That's right. I forgot about that. So, I guess we'll find out, huh? I guess we'll find out next week. So make sure you tune in next Friday. Uh, same Spidey time, same Spidey channel. Be there or be square, not a circle. Reyes, I'm coming to town. Get ready. I'm going to meet you in the parking lot. Uh, we will see you right back here next Friday. Uh, but for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. It kind of makes me happy to think that, like, in some third world country, somebody's listened to an iPod of us. Are you, do you think that Italy is a third world country? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. They're never going to write us again. They're never going to write us ever again.